Hi, this is Weed. And this is Cliff. Thanks for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. It's a collection of things we think are interesting, and we hope you enjoy our take on them. And if you do, please consider clicking that Support the Podcast button over on the other side of the page. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast. Indiana State Police Troopers in Clinton County early Friday responded to a 911 call about a reckless driver. And while that's definitely what they found, there was more in the bargain than what they wanted. The driver, later identified as 26-year-old Francis Joseph of Chicago, was spotted swerving from lane to lane on I-65, but only going 40. The trooper got him to pull over, but Joseph drove away from that police stop and the high-speed chase was on until dude got stuck in the mud in a cornfield, and then there was a foot chase. A canine unit later found the dude lying out in the cornfield, but he was completely naked. (laughs) His clothes were later found, but Joseph provided police no reason as to why he took them off in the first place. (laughs) You think he was running, taking them off? Uh, Probably, yeah. (laughs) Throw you off my scent or Throw the scent of the dog off. (laughs) I'm trying to picture that, Cliff. There was like a warm... What? Go ahead. (laughs) <laughs> Most of the fields around here are yeah. quite muddy. Yes. And on this particular night, yeah. you find yourself naked laying in the mud, which sounds like <laughs> the rock group's name, <laughs> naked laying in the mud. How embarrassing is that whenever they catch you? What do they do with you? Do they have, like, spare clothes to cover you up? I don't, I mean, I, I don't know the answer to that. I would say they probably have something that... Trooper carries in their car a blanket or something they could wrap you up in. I don't know. Isn't that sad that <laughs> you have to carry some kind of clothing in your police car? <laughs> so that when you arrest a naked person, you may cover them. Yes, you don't want to see that sight in the rear view mirror. Well, Cliff, yeah. this morning as I was doing the disinfection number 603 here, yeah. I got to thinking about this. You never realize how many doorknobs there are in a building (laughs) until you're cleaning them twice a day. There's a lot of knobs in this place, you know it? I'm telling you, there's a bunch of knobs in this place. No, you're absolutely right. And it's one of those things that until you come to the world that we live in today, you didn't really think about. But now you you can't stop thinking about it. I'm I'm leery touching a doorknob anymore. Yeah. I'm a little bit leery. Yeah. Even my own. On my car. I'm a little bit leery about it. <laughs> Who else would be touching your doorknob? Who knows anymore? Who's putting your hands, their hands on your knob? I don't know. <laughs> That's the problem. Weed, I just love this story because it's, um, it's proof that everyone's trying to help out in a time of difficulty. And at the beginning, it sounds like something that would happen when you go into your lab and you put on your lab coat and your safety glasses. Actually, it sounds like that in a couple of times in the middle, too, but it's not really until the twist at the end that it goes different. And touching your face is something that experts say we need not to do right now, but unfortunately, it's proving for many to be a habit that's hard to break. And while Daniel Reardon of Melbourne, Australia was at home isolating, like the experts recommend, he began to think about coming up with a way to keep people from touching their face, and that's how he ended up at the hospital. Doctors say Reardon walked into the emergency room in Melbourne, and after being cleared of not having coronavirus symptoms, was treated for the four powerful magnets he had got stuck in his nose. The problem was compounded by the pair of pliers that Reardon had stuck up his nose in an attempt to remove the magnets himself, as the magnets just stuck on the metal of the tool, and that left a pair of pliers hanging from one nostril. (laughs) 
His original concept was to create a magnetic field around the wearer's face that would then set off an alarm on a ring or bracelet or something worn on the hands to keep you from touching your face. By the way, Reardon is actually Dr. Daniel Reardon, an astrophysicist and researcher at an Australian university. See, that's where it went south. <laughs> if you had powerful magnets in your nose yeah. and you had a <laughs> ring on... yeah. Your finger's going to be stuck in your nose. <laughs> Even right. I know yeah. that from my lab experiments. Wait, wait, wait. You've had that issue at your laboratory? <laughs> there was a yeah. magnet incident, but not, there was a... that, that's all we're saying. <laughs> Strange, Cliff, when yeah. you're somewhat isolated, at least I try to be whenever I'm uh, out of here. I just kind of yeah. go home and do nothing. Agreed. The arguments you can get into with friends by text messaging over the <laughs> stupidest things. Oh, really? Yes. I was okay. in an argument yesterday with a yeah. couple of them, actually. Yeah. Because I mentioned the fact that in my entire life, as much as I love sweets, yeah. I've never had a blizzard. Ever. And what is wrong with you? That's what they... There you go. Now you're jumping in with them. That's well, exactly yeah. what they said. I don't know what I'm missing, blah, blah, no, blah, No, you blah. don't know what you're missing. And I'm like, you know, it just, I love ice cream, but yeah. it's just, I'm a vanilla kind of person, and that's all I need, and <laughs> and they were just like you. I was like... I'm, I'm, I'm just, I don't know what to say here, because I thought that was like, uh, that's become an American institution, I would have to say, is that the blizzard, you get a Dairy Queen. I mean, I even got those gold spoons when they were giving those out. Because I was such a frequent blizzard eater. <laughs> and yet you have none. You have none. 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 And then the then the conversation went yeah. into the sonic blast, which I have not participated in that okay. either. I think I've had one of those. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like an imitation blizzard. Might as well just have the real thing. You know what's the most Im interesting thing out of that whole conversation? Okay. You actually have friends. Well, <laughs> <laughs> distant, and there's just two. <laughs> Well, let's see if anybody else besides possibly me, Cliff. Okay. The, you know, friendless person here. <laughs> well, I mean. I know, but you didn't have to say it fits. out loud. You didn't have to say it out loud. <laughs> it's better if it just goes unsaid. Okay. Let's just see if anybody else thinks that maybe there might be a problem or possibly two in this story. Okay. You see, Taco Bell yeah. has announced that tomorrow yeah. they're going to be giving out free tacos to anyone who goes through the drive through Okay. You'll get a free Doritos Locos Taco, no purchase necessary. Hmm. Now, anybody see a problem there, Cliff? Well, I see a couple of problems. All right. First off, this is Taco Bell we're talking about, That's right? That's right. Right. You get a free taco just by going through the drive-thru and saying, give me my free taco. That's right. Do they not realize we're having a toilet paper shortage right about <laughs> exactly. now? Exactly. <laughs> That's exactly what I was thinking. And, and I'm, I'm sure that the workers at the sewage treatment facility are, in fact, essential. We don't have to test how essential they are. Yes. <laughs> don't put pressure on them. <laughs> oh, there'll be pressure. <laughs> okay. Well, I read this morning, Cliff, two of NCAA's medical advisors are yeah. now telling college athletes who are still not playing. But they're, they, they're practicing. That's right. Clearly. They're telling the, those athletes. Yeah. Do not share weights and balls, period. Period. <laughs> Don't that, share your balls. That's right, because they're not okay. sure how long the right. COVID-19 can no, survive that, on a football well, that's or a baseball. I mean, I think it would be wise to not share anything like that. Don't let anyone touch your balls that's right. until you've disinfected them. It says here to uh, 
Athletes are to stick to push-ups. Yeah. Burpees. I don't know what that is. Uh, yeah, that's a. It's bad. It's uh. It it'll kill you. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll stay away from that. Okay. Sprinting. Yeah. And anything that doesn't involve equipment, stay away from any equipment. Period. Okay. That's what they're saying. Okay. In other words, Cliff, we've gotten yep. to the place where you have to just, well, darn near just be careful where you put your hands on anything. <laughs> really? No, that's absolutely true. I mean, I mean, I never really gave it, although I've heard the studies before all this started that said that your cell phone is among the dirtiest things that you handle on a regular basis. I never really, you know, but I sanitized my cell phone like three times over the weekend and did this morning when I got here. How about the steering wheel on your car? I did that Saturday. Wow. As a matter of fact. <laughs> and, the, and the gear shift lever. My, my. Yep. So You're a clean gene over <laughs> well, there. I'm taking it seriously. Well, Although clearly there are people here in this building who are not, as evidenced by a story that I hope you decide to tell later. Oh, the soap situation? The soap situation. Yeah, I think we'll bring that we up sh- a little bit We should bit talk about on. that later. Yeah, yeah. it's uh, kind of sad. Weed, if you think things on the planet Earth are bad these days, just wait till you hear about what's going on in the outer reaches of our solar system. Scientists working for NASA say what's happened out there isn't that far off from possibly what happened millions of years ago on the planet Mars. They believe Mars was once filled with water and may have sustained life and been a much warmer place, but some form of cataclysmic event caused the atmosphere to drain away, leaving the red planet the inhospitable place it is today. Researchers were reviewing data collected by the Voyager 2 spacecraft when it made its grand tour of the outer planets in 1986. That fresh look at the data now leads them to believe that Uranus is leaking gas. Scientists say there's a mysterious force that's sucking the gas right out of Uranus and venting it off into space. And if it continues, it could be the death of the planet. Apparently, the Voyager 2 spacecraft flew right through that cloud of gas some 34 years ago, and while they could smell it, it's taken this long to figure out who it was that dealt it. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) And if you're interested, you can read more about this in the New England Journal of Stuff That Makes Third Graders and Cliff Ingram Giggle. Sorry. No, you're not. Not one bit. I don't believe, Cliff, I've ever had a request like that here at Country 98.1 before. I would play it for you, but I'm a little bit scared to not get this song on. Because the listener requested the song and said, play it as soon as possible. Don't mess around with me. Play it. Today... You're going to play this song. It was, that's rather threatening Yes, in it was kind of threatening. <laughs> and this means, yeah. before you all leave, play this song. Well, 10.05, Cliff, you think? I, I, think, get it I, on? I think that'd work, 10.05, sure. Maybe 10.10? Maybe 10.20? 10.45? Maybe 11.15. Let's do it at noon, right mm-hmm. after the noon news. How about 12.15? Okay, don't mess around. Play it. 2.07. <laughs> Feel better now, don't you? I do feel a little yeah. better. Good. And a lot of times, Cliff, you have yeah. stories where you say people will steal anything, anytime, anywhere. Yes. And now people will hoard anything, anytime, any place. <laughs> We've had the toilet paper hoarding. It, which continues. Continues. Yes. Paper towels. Yeah. Cleaning supplies. Uh-huh. People are hoarding eggs now, and that's making the price go up. Yeah. It's not that there's a shortage. 
we're just buying more than we normally do. Right. And now this morning, Cliff, mm-hmm. I see people are starting to hoard chickens. Wait, wait. You mean actual live chickens? Little baby chickens. People are starting to hoard these things, not breeders, us as individuals. Now, I don't know what's going on with that, Cliff. Well, it's a little bit weird to me <laughs> that you'd be hoarding chickens. I'm, I'm thinking it's uh, it's probably people are having some very sobering thoughts about being forced to raise their own food because you can't go to the store and buy chickens. You know, if you were raising chickens, you have eggs, and then you could pos- also have meat, something that you may not be able to buy at the store. So that would be my guess. think I should go across the street. To the rural king? Get me a little chick or two. <laughs> You're going to have to get a bunch. <laughs> You're going to raise chickens in your yard. You're going to put up a pen. I'm already scared of the one that visits. <laughs> well, that's right. I forgot. <laughs> Maybe that rooster over there. Maybe they yeah. can sell that rooster. I don't think they're going to sell the rooster. Rudy? No, they're not going to sell him. <laughs> so, you know, it's either it's either that, that whole thing about people feeling like they have to raise their own food, or... There's some funky voodoo stuff going on trying to get the coronavirus to go. Yes, yes. That's not going to help. The blood of a chicken might sound good. But it won't help. It's not going to help you. It's not proven in science. This is how my Monday morning started off, Cliff. Okay. I came in bright and early. We we mentioned this earlier. Yes. And I didn't know if you intended to discuss this or not. Um, But... Clearly, it's now time for that. So go right ahead. Well, I just want to set that up. We talked about this like an hour ago. Anytime so. I can put a pox yeah. on somebody, I like to talk about it, Cliff, because I like so, for you to know who the and, pox is and, coming And by from. pox, you mean a curse. Yes. <laughs> you see, bright and early I get here, Cliff. Yeah. Earlier than usual on Monday morning. Yes, because given the s- things that are going on and the number of people that pass through the building, in spite of the fact that there's a sign on the front door that says no visitors... <laughs> we disinfect this room every morning, and especially so on Monday. Yes. yes. And so after my disinfection, yeah. which I kind of like saying that word. After my disinfection. Yes. <laughs> I rolled up my sleeves, yeah. went into the men's restroom, yeah. where there's two bottles of soap. One of those was almost out on Friday. Yes, I remember that from Friday. Mm-hmm. From the last time that I washed my hands, it was like, oh, it's a good thing we've got a backup because like three inches away from the nearly empty bottle of antibacterial soap, there was a brand new one ready to go. If it was a snake, it would bite you. Yes. It's that close. Yes. And so after I got the disinfection done, I went in there, Cliff, and soap is it, yeah. you know, naturally is, antibacterial especially. Yeah. It's a little bit thick. Right. So the, on that pump handle, you got to push. you got to push hard on the pump. And I hammered yeah. the handle this morning. You hammered it. And it came squirting out like jet fuel. <laughs> really? Yes. It hit me in the hand, went okay. all over my sweater thing I've got on. So it like sprayed you. And hit me in the face. Yeah. Somebody put <laughs> water in the soap <laughs> container. Of so, all times so to do that. In spite of the fact that there was um, a brand new bottle of antibacterial soap just ready to go. It was ready to go. Someone decided they could stretch that old one out just a little bit further by putting some water in it, as what we would call wabashing it. Yes. <laughs> and so I got a mouthful of, I'm assuming it's water. With, I'm assuming. With a little bit of soap. It's clean. Very little. Hopefully. Because when you pump the soap things, you know, yeah. out. Yes. They're out. That's why you get the new one. That's, at a certain point, you, 
It's just empty. Throw it away and use the new one. Throw it away, Jim. It's dead. <laughs> Throw it away, Jim. It's dead. <laughs> it's time now for Take It to the Bank. The town of Spearfish, South Dakota, is in the Guinness World Book of Records, the entire town, for this reason. The fastest temperature change ever recorded in history. <laughs> yeah, so it's not like the residents had anything to do with it now, is it? No, it wasn't. They were just standing by. They were just standing by. Yes. But on January 22nd in okay. 1943, the temperature at 730 in the morning there yeah. was minus 4. And then the winds picked up. Okay. And I don't know what kind of winds these were, but two minutes later, it was 45. <laughs> wow. Yeah, that's... Wow. Yeah. That's almost hard to believe that that's a true story. Yeah. But it has to be, Cliff, because mm-hmm. it's on Take It to the Bank. And now that's, we all know. That's how it works around here. That's the way we roll. Cliff, anything said today? Phrases of the day, start with number three. Who's putting their hands on your knob? Number two. Uranus is leaking gas. <laughs> I knew it'd be number two. I knew it would Of course it would be. Yes. Number one, morning roadshow phrase for today. What many of the listeners are saying now that it's uh, five minutes to ten. You've punished us enough. (laughs) I haven't thought of it that way, Cliff, but from now on, uh, I think that'll be in my head. You've punished us enough. We've punished you enough. (laughs) It's time now for Paul V. Don. If there's something you'd like to hear us talk about, go to weedandcliff.com and click the Contact Us button and send us a message. Thanks again for listening to the new Weed and Cliff podcast.